What is going on, Growth Solvers? Welcome back to another episode of the Good Grow Great Podcast. I am so thrilled that you are here and let's congratulate you for being here, for having made the time, even if it's in the middle of your workout or in the middle of you doing laundry or maybe in the middle of a bathroom break, whatever it is, I want to congratulate you guys for streaming in from all across the world and really, most importantly, in investing in yourself because it is by far one of the single most underrated way to basically get ahead in your dream and making that dream a reality where you get to impact and create a meaningful life that you deserve and you get to impact other people while you're doing it. So today, in that vein, I want to actually talk about something that's a little bit unusual, and that is about how to negotiate with a cougar with unprepared grace. And this is a topic that is so much fun. I cannot wait to start sharing this with you because... As many of you guys might know, there's been this video that's been circulating and, and millions of millions of people have seen it. It's a, about a hiker who went out on a hike in a mountain in the United States of America, if you're streaming in from somewhere outside of the U.S., and he had encountered a real-life cougar, and the cougar followed him back basically for about six minutes, which must have been almost like a lifetime if you're face to face with this stunning, stunning, uh, gorgeous animal. And so we're going to talk about what this means in the context of creating something that is that you're proud of, but dealing with sort of high pressured, high stake situations that most of the times you're unprepared for, right? Or maybe that you are prepared for, but you're still fearful of it, be it sp public speaking, be it negotiating, be it coming to an agreement with your boss, with your client, whoever around you, your colleague, and maybe having that difficult conversation or building that difficult relationship or try to get to the next steps in your in your business or whatever it is something that gets your heart pounding and what does this look like and what are some lessons that we can learn from this particular incident i want to say incident because obviously it was an accident they didn't mean to he didn't mean hiker didn't mean to encounter it so let's talk about some examples from our real life situations i know that not all of you guys or most of us won't ever encounter a cougar hopefully but what does this look like when we're faced with opposition, fear, difficulty, obstacles, right? And so that is what we're going to talk about today. And by the end of this podcast, you will be taking home some amazing, amazing lessons that you can really digest, adapt and adopt and use it in your life so that you can have that that better day, you know, one more day that is better than the previous day. And so at the end of this podcast episode, you're going to be, to, you're going to be learning about the three things that you need to think about when you're faced with oppositions, people who disagree with you, things that make your heart pound. And you're going to also find out the ways that you can clear your head before you face your fears if you do have that opportunity to prepare for at least five minutes. What does that look like? And also, we're going to be looking at how to find ways to survive impossibly difficult conversations on the go. 
right? Because most of the situations are uncalled for. It is happening in inopportune times and you're unprepared. So how do you, how are you able to basically come up on the other side alive, survived and, uh, and really reign over and take control in your life? And what does that look like? So I, without further ado, I am so excited to welcome you in today to the special episode of Negotiating with the Cougar with Unprepared Grace. And don't forget to hit that follow and subscribe button and grow solvers. Let's get growing. All right, you guys. So some of you guys might know this story, but it is basically about this hiker who went on a hike. It was probably for a fall foliage, right? And fall foliage in some of the northern countries in the world, obviously, if you're in the colder climate, it gets colder around this time of the year in October. And it is just a stunning thing to, to see, right? And so naturally, you find this hiker just walking his, his own way and minding his own business. He happens to have his phone and his camera on. And you can see from the recording that from the video that he was walking and then he suddenly saw a small baby cub uh, cougar, right? A baby cougar. And then about a couple of seconds later, you see this bigger cougar, the mama cougar, I would presume, starting to charge forth towards the hiker because obviously she probably have thought that this hiker was there and potentially will harm the babies, right? And so she was there to protect the kids. And so she started to follow this hiker back as the hiker. You can see from the video that it was a little bit shaky at this point because obviously he was turning around, maybe kind of picking up the pace a little bit on his steps because he suddenly started to, he suddenly realized what just happened here. And when you see that, when you see the video, it was kind of a mix of, you can hear from the voice of this this hiker that he was obviously petrified and afraid and was just blurting out random words from fear, right? From fear of basically death because here you are faced with these gorgeous animals, but you don't know what's going to happen next. And a lot of the outdoor adventurers that I've spoken to that I know personally and even business owners who have dealt with high stake situations right? There are some similarities here. They all talk about not making sudden moves. And this hiker happened to have sort of the wherewithal to compose himself enough to walk slowly back, even though the cougar was about maybe from the video, it looks like he's about 10 feet away, right? And uh, 10 feet away from the hiker. So he was pretty close. He wasn't, he wasn't just kind of following a hundred feet behind and it was kind of this far off thing. And the, the cougar, interestingly enough, throughout the six minutes that he followed this hiker, she made sudden movements, right? She made sudden movements as if to kind of threaten him that she was going to charge forth. But after a couple of those movements, you can kind of tell that she was really just trying to get him as far away as possible from the babies. And you can kind of see the cougar looking back every now and then to the babies and trying to get a, a sense of where they are to make sure that no harm will come to the to the cougar and there are people who have told me that 
at the end, the cougar basically ran back to her cubs. And really then the realization is that she was, the goal of what she was doing was basically trying to get the hiker as far away as possible from the babies and far enough so that she can outrun him back to the babies, right? Very interesting psychology here, right? And, um, and of course, throughout that whole time, the hiker's thought was probably just absolute terror, right? And he was just trying to survive. And, and then at the same time, you can tell that he was shaking, his voice was trembling, maybe even inside he was thinking, maybe I should run, I really want to run because this, I really want to get away as far as possible from this, this animal. Even if theoretically he knew that the animal wouldn't hurt him and have no intentions of hurting him other than just protecting her cubs, that might have been kind of the self-defense mechanism, right? That comes up at these moments. And so the question that really comes up when we look at this video and trying to think of what this, what is something that we can learn here? Because when you are trying, when you are really passionate about what you do and then you're a year into it, five years into it, maybe even 10, 20 years into it, you might have faced, you might be facing certain things that A, you didn't expect, B, you didn't like, C, is absolutely terrifying, right? And what should you do? What should you do if you're faced with a high stake situation? Can both seemingly opposite sides mutually benefit from this encounter, from this type of encounter? And how can you make the impossible seem possible, right? In survival, right? How can you possibly out, out uh, pace, if you will, outpace this naturally, obviously speedy animal who can rip you in half in just a matter of minutes. And so how can you make the impossible seem possible where you not only you survive and you you keep your precious life, but also she survive, right? That's probably the biggest challenge here. Well, how could you possibly do this? And and same if you draw similarities and draw analogies and kind of apply it into the context of business, the context of workplace, when you're in conflict with somebody that you work with, maybe even your client, your boss, whoever, and you're, there's almost like this kind of tension, right? That you're, you know that there's these undertones, unsaid things that's happening. And maybe you're trying to communicate as much as possible, but things are still not moving the way that you think. So how can you make the impossible seem possible, right? Or make it actually possible. So I want to kind of, before we dive into some of the things that you can do when you're faced with these high stakes situations that really call out all of your worst fears, what can you do, right? And, uh, and obviously there are certain knee jerk reactions and certain almost guttural instinctive reactions and certain things that immediately come up in our heads, right? When things like this happen. So I want to walk through a few of these kind of uh, reactionary 
things because it is important to, for us to look at, okay, what are some of our natural reactions? Is this healthy? Is this not? How can we move forward the ones that are good for us, that help us? And how can we, at the same time, survive, right? Survive your business, all of these things. So these three things, I, I realized that there are three things that's happening in this encounter with the cougar. And uh, the guy, the hiker who was whose life was threatened, obviously realized that running for his life was not always the best answer and probably was not the best answer at that point, right? Which is why you can see that he wasn't running at all. He was walking slowly. He was kind of making eye contact with the animal, saying things, even though the cougar probably doesn't understand any, anything, the, but the cougar may kind of feel the energy of what he's saying, right? These are some animalistic instincts that happened. So running for your life or making knee-jerk reactions was not something that he did. And thankfully, he did not because he did survive the the encounter. And uh, and this is true because, as I mentioned earlier, cougar or otherwise, right, sharks uh, in the ocean or in the boardroom or in the meeting rooms, all experience uh, experts out there, whether they're adventurous or they're business owners that I've talked to, that I've learned from, they always talk about not making any sudden decisions, right? And in that case, not making sudden moves. So we're going to talk specifically about this just in just a little bit. But the second kind of reactionary, uh, I guess, uh, activity that happened sometimes when we're faced with these terrifying moments is that we realize that doing exactly what the other person, the other side is doing and returning their exact moves can actually get you killed, literally and figuratively, right? We know this theoretically, probably if you've read a lot of books on personal development, all of these things, you have kind of a good sense that you know, returning exactly there, maybe there, I don't know, maybe you get hate, you get some haters who comment on certain things that you're doing that they're unhappy about or whatever it is. And returning the favor in the same manner isn't always the best solution. Although in some cases, they totally need it. And obviously, that's your judgment. That's fine. But in this case, how do you respond? Right. And that's exactly the reaction that we need to kind of uh, unpack a little bit in just a second. And the third reaction that I want to talk about is how to uh, basically walk slowly away or maybe even forward if it's a relationship that you're trying to build or a difficult conversation that you're trying to move forward how to do things the hard way, right? How to do the right things the hard way, I should say. And uh, even if it's hard, right? And again, theoretically, we know what we should be doing when someone is uh, opposing you, when someone is in opposition, disagreeing with you, hating on you, and saying all kinds of things about you, or maybe just even um, doing things that you didn't find very useful at all or whatever it is, something that you just disagree with, right? And how can you do the right things even if it's hard at the moment, right? At the very moment when it happens. And it is harder than it sounds, uh, especially when you're face-to-face with your fears. So we're going to talk about these three reactions and what these what these three means when you are 
face with very difficult situations. And I actually talked about this recently when Authority Magazine interviewed me to chat about how to survive stressful situations and high stakes, high pressure situations, encounters. And I, it's so funny because that same week, this uh, this video surfaced and really got us thinking, right? And if we're honest, really these things happen to us all the time. And unfortunately, when we're most unprepared and it happens in big and small ways, ways that we notice, ways that we don't notice, right? And uh, And here's one example of how it always caught us by surprise. And it might be that, okay, you have had a busy week and you had to go into an important call or meeting that you had very little time or even no time to prepare for, right? This happens to me, honestly, more times than not. And I'd like to say that, oh, oh, hi, I'm always prepared for everything. That's not true at all. The reality is I'm running around as well with other people uh, and in my life, of course, my family, my kids, and things come up. People get sick, right? You got to pick up this and that. You got to go to the store. We have lives to live, right? And a lot of times, even if you've put something on the calendar, you've tried your best to prepare for something, something, sometimes things just kind of creep up on you. And then five minutes before you have to walk in to something important, you realize, oh my goodness, I haven't prepared anything for this, <laughs> you know? And then you're kind of like, oh crap, what do I do? And it was such, and it's kind of like that pivotal moment when you have to realize okay, how do I move forward on the go and on the fly, which isn't always a bad thing, right? And it's kind of about how to build frameworks that in in ways small and big, small and large, can prepare you for things that are in many ways unprepared. So that's kind of one example of how uh, things can catch us up guard, right? Important things, big things. And, um, and you know, sometimes it's not even about external things, meetings, encounters, right? Getting fired, having to fire somebody, having to deliver bad news to somebody, right? Having to tell somebody that you don't have anything that they're, that the, the thing that they're looking for, whatever, right? Sometimes it's internal. Sometimes maybe you have done something, you made a mistake and somebody says something mean, awful, or called you out on how you made a mistake, you missed something, and it's just an uncomfortable feeling. And sometimes the the fear of, sometimes the thing that is fearful, that is really high stakes, is actually something that comes from ourselves, right? The reaction that we give, right? What if suddenly in the middle of what's supposed to be a good day, right? You have things lined up, it's all working out great. And then suddenly you're reacting to something a certain way and you're unprepared for your reaction. And so how do you then, what does this mean, right? We're going to look at this this as well. And then also another example of how unprepared things can be is maybe you've done all that you can. You've prepared all of your work. You have, you are great stewards of your business, of your work, of your job, of your clients and boss, colleagues, everybody. And yet there are still some haters still that may have shared some scathing, scathing words or maybe put you down and made you run into the bathroom crying, which by the way, I am not afraid to admit this happens more, I think in, in, 
every other person's professional life. It's happened to me. And I can talk to, about that in some other time. But again, we are unprepared for other people's reactions and we're unprepared for our own reactions sometimes. And sometimes it's almost like negotiating with a cougar. It just kind of comes up this flood of not just emotions, but things happening that you did not see coming, right? How often have we said that I did not see that coming at all, right? And so what would you do then? Okay. And so I wanted to actually talk about three things that, uh, that I think we all need to think about when we're faced with something difficult like this opposition and really high stake, high pressure situations that get our heart pounding really, really rapidly in a way that almost makes us feel like we, we can't breathe, we can't talk and all of those, those things. Right. So the first thing that I actually want to share about how to face situations like this is essentially the big vision, okay? And I I think I was asked about this recently about what really, what helped me basically move forward when things are tough. And let's admit it, things will get, get tough. It hasn't been already right? 2020 has been a hugely, not just, not disappointing. I don't, I don't want to say disappointing, but it's really taken us uh, off guard, right? Taken us by surprise. And that's exactly it. It's almost like negotiating with a cougar who won't back down. They won't back down. It won't go away, or maybe it will, but not in the timeline that you wish that it does, right? And how many of us have said, oh my goodness, if we can just get rid of COVID right now, we're good, right? We're good. And I cannot tell you how often I felt that way. I'm like, okay, we, we need to get out of this as soon as possible. But that's not the reality, isn't it? Is they're not just going to back down. So what, what should you do instead? And that's when I basically want to talk about the big vision that is so, so important. And I wanted to talk about the big vision, not because you should necessarily have a vision, though I think it is important, but really what is your driving force? And Simon Sinek, of course, the author of Start With Why has done, he has done really important work on this, right? So if you haven't read his book, totally read it, Start With Why. But it is beyond the why, actually. And here's, here's what I mean. And I want to talk about essentially one time when I, long years ago, basically before I came to the States, this was when I was just growing up and I suddenly had to face this surprise, right? Again, the inopportune, uh, I guess, decision to leave my whole country behind, my family, everything that I knew, my my native tongue, everything, and move 2,000 miles away and ended up in the United States without any friends, family, anything. I didn't know the language. I couldn't speak it. I didn't have any, again, didn't have any friends. And it was, I was a teenager, of course, so I was dealing with some identity issues also at that time. And it was just really something that I was totally unprepared for, right? And and what surprised me about this whole encounter and what was actually really difficult about this whole experience wasn't that I was on my own 
And I was suddenly having, I was suddenly finding myself as an immigrant in a foreign country. That's not actually the hardest part. The hardest part of it all was that I realized was that I realized that not a single person bothered raising their hand, showing up and say, I'm here. I want to help. I can help. Here's, I've gone through the same things or maybe have, I have some idea of how you're feeling. How can I help? Right. I wouldn't have cared if somebody came to me and have a a program or a course on how to deal with it, or maybe it was just goodwill and they just wanted to be a good friend. I wouldn't have cared if, if the motive was monetary or otherwise. The point is I was surprised by how much, and myself included in this, how often we think too much about what are they going to think of me if I do this? right? What will they say if I say this to them? What will they do if I raise my hand and do X, Y, Z? We are all so busy being entirely, I guess, self-centered, right? Which is fine in many ways, because of course you have to worry about, you have to care for yourself. You have to, you know, think about yourself before you can help other people, of course, of course. But that absolutely surprised me. And it's almost like the thought that every single day there's somebody else who is going through that. And I wouldn't have been able to raise my hand back before I started my business. That is basically my motivating. uh, The reason why I wake up every single day and do what I do is because if you've gone through certain things, the chances are other people are going through it as well. There are There is at least one person in this world who's going through it, if not 100, if not 10,000, maybe even hundreds of thousands of people and millions. So never, never once underestimate the power of how you can actually change, not just someone's day, not just someone's month, not just someone's week, someone's life. Think about it. Someone's life, Right. And you might be at this point, you're going, Talia, that's impossible, right? Who's going to listen to me? And why should, how, why should I change their life? Like that doesn't even, I'm not even all that, right? And again, just think about maybe one book, a $15 book that you picked up that totally changed your life that after you finished reading it, or maybe even midway, or maybe even after the first chapter, you went, oh my God, I totally need this. I totally needed this, right? And that's exactly the power of raising your hand and sharing what you have, business or otherwise, right? Skills or otherwise, sharing what you have and sharing it generously. It is so important. Now, going back to how this fits into this whole high stakes situation, when you're dealing with that heart racing moment, it is important to think back to kind of things like this that really pushes you forward. Most of the time, it has nothing to do with, I don't know, a lot of students who come to Good Grow Grade, they would come up and throw out, throw out, oh, Talia, I want to build a business, make six figures by the end of the year. I want to make a million dollars. I want all these vacations. Great. Those are great. But why? Why exactly do you want those vacations? Is it to spend one extra hour with that kid who who you have growing under your roof, who maybe at one night told you, dad, mom, how come you keep working whenever I'm around? How come you're not listening when I'm pulling out this scratchy, you know, honestly, not so great drawing that I made 20 minutes ago that says, I love you, mom and dad, right? Whatever that is, 
draw from that. And that is really the only reason why you can survive. And you hear this a lot when you, when you hear about how people survive this harsh, horrid, horrid situations outdoors, right? They survive in the sea when they're stranded. They survive out in the wild when they're stranded, right? And it was because they wanted to come home to something or someone else. Maybe it's their kids, family, loved one, partner, whatever. Uh, maybe it is just a cause. Maybe it's the cause of that they believe in so much. Maybe it's their business. Maybe it's who knows, right? Somebody at home, somebody back there is relying on you. And even if you don't know this person just yet, maybe they're your future client, maybe they're your future whoever, right? Friends and, and people that you look up to, that people that you want to work with. Still, someone out there needs you and they need you so badly that it is our job to raise our hand and be found by them. So share whatever it is that you have Always share it generously. And this is really something that will pull you out of that high stakes situation and really center you, ground you to do the right things and do the hard things, even if it means walking slowly, step by step, backing away from a real life cougar who clearly is also thinking about her cubs right? Think about that. We're always like, whenever there's a fear of something and we're on, in opposition with something or someone, we always think, oh, they're out to get me. Oh, they blah, blah, blah. They, they're here and I, uh, oh, boo, you know, I have this, this uh, crippling disadvantage because I don't have X, Y, Z. But very few people think about what that other person, what the other side actually also needs and desperately need it enough that maybe they treat you so poorly. You know, think about it. If you look at just histories, and I'm not a psychologist by any means, so this is something that I've kind of observed just reading other cases. You see bullies, you see people who have made really wrong choices in their lives, mostly because there is something in their lives that also requires some support. And maybe that support is coming from you. Maybe that's coming from someone else. But either way, the realization that there is empathy and you exhibiting to exhibiting it to the other side, to the other person, really will, miles by miles, it will help you guys share a beautiful journey that you wouldn't have expected. And don't forget to hit that follow and subscribe button. And Grow Solvers, let's get growing. <music>